Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Conversations with Christopher. With world-renowned psychic, spiritual teacher, and healer, Christopher Reburn. Visit Christopher on his website at www.reburn.org to schedule a private reading with him, view tour schedule, his spiritual audio CDs, and much more. Whether you are a spiritual beginner or a spiritual warrior, Conversations with Christopher is geared towards your continued spiritual learning and development. And now, please welcome Christopher Reburn. Hello, friends, and good day, and welcome to Conversations with Christopher. I am Christopher Reburn. Thank you for being here today. It's been five long years since this lady has been on our show, since she's graced us with her presence and her wit and wisdom for life and all things spirituality. And I'm talking about Apothecary Jerry, who's been a friend of the show forever and a friend of mine for a very, 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 very long time as well. We've welcomed her back today with open arms. And those of you that may not be familiar with Jerry, because it has been five years, it's been a long, long time, you can go back into our archives and listen to our previous shows with Jerry. Please do, because they're wonderful shows. Jerry is an alternative health care provider with a keen interest in providing valid and accurate information for natural health and wellness. She's developed an awesome line of flower remedies called the Heirloom Remedies Nature Essences. And some of the other modalities she practices includes biodynamic cranial touch and chakra energy clearing. She's an animal lover, that's for sure. She's an avid gardener, and she does many, many, many things. One of her newest passions, well, that's new here, but we know it's been going on for several lifetimes, is her passion with the bees, which is a big reason why we're having her back today. That We love her. That's the number one reason. But the number two reason is to talk about the bees. Um, and Jerry believes in the old-fashioned way, incorporating biodynamic principles utilizing no chemicals. <coughs> Pardon me. And as organically and treatment-free as possible, which is difficult to do when bees routinely travel three miles, and most of the environment uses them as standard practice. That's something we're going to talk about today. Perhaps most of all, and most important to all, Jerry believes that every one of us has the ability to capture our dreams, follow our passions, and have fun while we're working. Without further ado, it's been five years. I'm going to shut up and bring her back on. Let's do this live. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, she is the queen of the flower essences of Beach Armor in her own right. And out of all of her titles, the title friend is the one that means the most to me. So let's welcome her back now without any further delay, the wonderful Apothecary Jerry. Hello, girl. Hey, Chris. <laughs> It's quite an introduction. Thank you. Thank you. I hope I do. I hope you, I do you justice. We have to start off on a high note. Who knows how the show's going to go after that? You know. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad to have you back. And it's been five years. You haven't been busy or anything, have you? Oh no, I've just been lying around, you know, doing nothing. <laughs> no, I've been very busy, doing nothing. as you have been. 
when when the yes, as we both have been, and when the last time the last time we were together on the show was five years ago, um, mm-hmm. and then before that we did a show seven years ago to this day, which we're going to talk a little bit about later on because that was just spooky that we figured that out just about an hour ago. But the last time that we that we had you on five years ago, we talked about the bees, the importance of bees, and it was quite a dire situation then. Um, what's the status of the bees now? Oh, I think it's probably worse. Um, I think, well, in some ways maybe it's better because I think that more people are aware that there is a problem and that there have been some steps, though, you know, there there should be more, but there are at least there's some, um, there's more speaking about it and people are a little bit more aware, but we need a lot more awareness because um, it's just untenable. It's unsustainable, uh, the situation we're in right now. Um, for instance, in Maryland, we routinely, any managed colonies, are uh, routinely losing between 55 and 60% of all of those colonies every year. That's every year. It's a staggering, wow. that's a staggering amount of hives. And, you know, what we manage honeybees, so we have a much more um, unique and uh, opportunity to understand what's happening. But they're just the, um, uh, they're the identified patient, but this is happening to all the pollinators and all the invertebrates, including, including the birds. So it's not just the mm. honeybees. And that's something that we all need to be very concerned about. So, and um, it's just it's it's something that <laughs> no, it's not good at all, and that's the scary part about it because it really seems like a lot of people are not that concerned. Which brings us to a really fascinating part of our discussion today. Um, I hate to say it, when or if the bees go extinct, what will we lose? What what will we no longer be able to enjoy that we enjoy now? Well, a third of our food supply is, is directly related to bee and, you know, bee pollination. And, um, for instance, the almond crop is, a, is you know, not, perhaps most people are aware of that. Is, and that's probably been a big part of why um, there's been such problems because the bees are, are tr- you know, millions of bees. Most of the colonies in the United States go, go to the almond crop in the winter in California and um, and then the bees, you know, what's happening is the migratory bees are only eating one food source for pretty much their entire life when you look at a lifetime of the bee. And so it's almost like, you know, if you've seen that movie Super Size Me where somebody just ate Big Macs, you know, there's not, it's not a healthy, it's not a healthy condition because they're not getting the pollen they need, even the propolis or any of the nutrients other than the almonds, and there can be spraying happening, and that does routinely happen, even even though they're not supposed to, and millions of colonies can die there. Um, so you get a situation where these bees are, are going, so almonds would be affected. In fact, a couple of years ago, the almond crop almost crashed. Most people aren't aware of that. There were not enough bees. They didn't think they were going to have enough healthy colonies to be able to pollinate the crop in California. In fact, some of the almond wow. manuf- some of the ma- almond uh, producers are actually now uh, managing their own. They bought they bought um, um, bee bee um, bee concerns or um, you know like managed colonies. They bought out uh, some of the mm-hmm. beekeepers so that they have more control because some of the beekeepers are saying we're not coming. It's too it's too much of a hazard. 
it's too much on our bees. Mm. So it's um it's a, it's a challenging situation, and they go to apples, and they'll go to blueberries, and there's many other crops, you know, melons. So a third of our food mm. is directly related to you know managed colonies pollinating. And and you know people, some people don't seem to be so so concerned about it, but there's a lot of us that really are. And I know that you have been mm-hmm. such an advocate for the bees for years. I mean, this is something that that you have just that you have not just started. I mean, this is really decades old work that you've put into this. Um, why the bees for you? Do you think it is? Why is this something that you are so drawn to? Why you? Why the bees? Oh well, Chris. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I, you know, that's a good question. I, I, I don't really think I've thought about why, because it just, I just did. I had no, it was almost felt like I had no choice once I became involved. I was, I, I was horrified at how most of the colonies were, um, being handled. You know, when I first learned about beekeeping, it was so innately against everything and how I am and how I raised my children and my family and, you know, how I was, um, and I realized that it just couldn't continue. And most people had no idea that beekeepers routinely use pesticides or fungicides or things like that in the colony. And most people have this idea that bees are um, just, you know, honey and all that is, is, a pure, is a pure product. I, and I got into beekeeping before, not too long before, uh, in, a, in a serious way, before colony collapse happened. So I was able to see all of that unfold. And I think it just, it was so um, apparent to me. And I was also lucky to have some, find some really good mentors, um, organic or, or, you know, oriented and also um, with the biodynamic, which I think is, has seemed to be the most, um, um, it makes the most sense. It's just a humane way. It's bee centered. It it's not honey centered. And that's, and that's the difference. It's really listening to the nature of the animal, you know, and to follow its lead, not the other way around, not having them conform right. to us, but listening to them. Sure. And, you know, through your know talks, through your events, through... no, you did perfectly, absolutely perfectly. Um, you know, through your talks, through your events, and, and through your Facebook, you know, you've been such an advocate, you know, in trying to get more and more people involved and concerned uh, with the bees. Mm-hmm. If, if people listening today may not have been aware of anything that we've talked about thus far. Um, the mm-hmm. people that are listening today that want to do something, that want to support the bees, to help the bees. Uh, and also a big shout out to Frederick and Elsie listening to us from Greenpeace today. Thank you guys for all your hard work with the bees and with everybody, everything else in general. Um, but when it comes when it comes down to it, I want to talk about that a little bit about the intelligence of bees briefly. Um, and what what are your thoughts about the bee the bee whispers, the people that can go up to a beehive and literally stick their hand in to get out some lovely honey, and thousands of bees but not one sting. Yeah, I could do that, or somebody else would have a thousand stings. What do you think is the? I mean, obviously there's snake whispers. There's different tamers and stuff and different whispers, different animal whispers. What is your thoughts about that on why some can, some have it and some don't? Um, it's about building relationships, you know. 
And it's about mm-hmm. being quiet and mm-hmm. being completely present and being grounded. And I think it's really matching your vibration to the vibration of the hive so that you become in, um, you become entrained with them, you know, so that you are not an intruder, you know, so it's about really, you know, listening. It's mostly about listening and, you know, and looking and, um, and following their lead. And they also, you know, they, they recognize you when you, you're working with them. They, they get to know you just like any other, you know, um, animal that you might have in your, um, in your world, in your, in your, at your home. So they, you know, they remember, they remember you good, bad, and different. Um, and so it's really about, you know, it, uh, approaching something calmly and quietly. You don't go, you go in, if you're going to go in a hive, which I rarely do, I, I do really have as little impact in a hive as I can. Um, I really do believe that they know much more than, you know, we know nothing. We think we know, we know nothing. And so to let them, you know, right. um, follow their instincts and follow the wisdom of that larger organism. And so, you know, so when you're approaching a hive, as you approach it with, with a reverence, you know, uh, you know, really pr- approaching it from a heart, a heartfelt place and not just going in and just, mm. you know, being, uh, a, you know, a, in, intrusive, you know, and being loud. So you don't go in there. You don't go in a hive mm-hmm. if you've just had a, an argument or you're upset about something. You know, go do something else, and then you come and you go with a purpose. So you you have a reason to go in there, and um, and it needs to be a valid reason. You know, so I think that's part of it. Think so that too. That's relationship. Such a good thing. And I and I and I've seen that. I mean, you know, our the our older bee inspector, our Maryland bee inspector. Um, most people, I don't know if they're aware of it, but, you know, he, he had built up a relationship. And even though he was like, let's say with the government, you may not think that he would, you know, maybe have that heartfelt place, but he was. He would come in and he could inspect a hive with, you know, with no, um, no protective covering. I, I know many people that do that, you know, and it's about building that longer, that deeper relationship. Well, I'm glad we could talk about that today because it's something that's so fascinating to 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 see and to to hear about. One of the things that you know we just got over the the spring. You know, now we're into summer, getting ready to quickly go into the fall. And this is the time of year. Sometimes we like to open up our doors and windows, and you know, after the air conditioning's been on for the summer, it's time to get some fresh air in here. And occasionally, mm-hmm. bees will come into the house. The, the first thing I think a lot of people first thing they do is they grab the fly swatter or they grab mm-hmm. the, the bottle of spray or you know, to kill them. And I kind of try to do just the opposite. I kind of like open the door and say, come on, get out, the, you know, leave this way. Let's, let's make this as bloodless and as painless as possible. Get out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> without having to, I mean, isn't that the right thing opposed to just automatically killing the bee, oh, just letting it out if you can possibly. Yeah, because bees will only sting in a defensive mode because they die when they sting, unlike, you know, hornets or yellow jackets or something like that, which can repeatedly bite you and sting you. Um, but the honeybees will only do it as a last effort because they're going to die. And there's no, there's no organism that tries to kill itself, you know, just because. It's usually, you know, everybody has self-preservation, I think, every animal. Um, so what you can do, it's a really simple thing. Like if, if, you, if, you're, if you're comfortable, they'll go to the light, so they'll usually go towards the window. So if you can get um, a glass mm-hmm. and just kind of capture them in glass and, and slip a piece of paper underneath, 
and then you can just walk them out the door. It's very simple because they're really not going to go after you. They want to get out. Mm-hmm. And so even if you wait at night, right. you know, at nighttime, they'll go up to a light. So it's, yeah, you don't want you want to preserve as many bees as you can, you know, and if you, you know, there are some things actually what I'd like to mention is if people want to help bees, the single thing that they can do, most important thing is to plant forage, to plant food, because they have lost a lot of their, their, their nourishment. And so that's what everybody can do is, is, is plant be you know consciously mm-hmm. plant for bees. Mm. Well, that's a good thing to share, and I'm so glad that we could. Friends, if you're just now joining us, you're listening to Conversations with Christopher. I am Christopher Reber, and here today with my dear sweet friend, uh, the wonderful Apothecary Jerry, online at apothecarycherry.com, and I'm going to spell that A P O T H E C A R Y J E R I dot one of the one of the most important things, and I know that you'll agree with me on this, Jerry, is taking care of your spiritual needs and spiritual desires. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing greater than just getting away for a few days to a really lovely spiritual healing retreat. They happen all the time. They happen all over the world. But there's one particular one that's coming up very, very soon that you have got a leg on to. Uh, and I'm so proud of it because it's got your name on it. And I know that your friend Daisy who's listening today. Hey, Daisy. Um, who's helping you with this and everything. Tell us about this magnificent retreat that you have coming up. And I understand that there's just a few spaces left, so those that are interested will have to get right on this. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm the organizer. I don't want to take credit for more than organizing. And I'm, I'm so blessed to have Daisy in my life. She's my, she's my teacher for many years. And she's an internationally recognized uh, women, in particular women, Qigong master, teacher. And so, in fact, she just came from, uh, I don't know how many months she's been in Europe teaching. So she she teaches worldwide. And so she only got back here, I think, two days ago. So she has been a, a real model and a real um, bell. You know, she what she holds in her teachings is, it's just remarkable. Um, she helps to support women to learn deeply about their own bodies and their own ability to heal using the ancient practices of, you know, Chinese Qigong and also Tibetan medicine. There's a, um, a Tibetan sound healing, which uh, she has taught for many years, which allows women to recapture, to actually rebalance their hormonal system, but also to start utilizing their voice. In, um, and, and have that opportunity to, to make sounds, you know what I mean, and just kind of exercise uh, speaking, you know, or making sounds. And because we've always been women for how many centuries have been told to be quiet, not to speak out, not to speak up. And so we have, we need right. to relearn how to do that in a very profound way. And particularly, I think, you know, we've been suppressed, you know, I don't, you know, across all the different nationalities, and, and still it's so, so potent in many different countries how suppressed women have been, particularly in, in our political climate. I think we need to find a way to speak out and speak up. You know, it's, it's, it's a challenging thing. So Daisy and another, um, another teacher, wonderful teacher, uh, Terry, who um, – has uh, Terry Nash. She's a midwife by training, but is also really so skilled and so knowledgeable in Tibetan medicine. 
In fact, she was one of the first um, Western um, students of the first physician to the Dalai Lama. And so she has actually been going to Tibet um, and uh, mentoring women uh, in, in terms of helping with childbirth and community health. Because um, one wow. out of six mothers and babies will often die due to poor health and aftercare. So, and even just with delivery. So we have these two magnificent women who have traveled the globe and have such a depth of knowledge coming to share their wisdom and share their skills and their teachings with a intimate group of women um, this coming weekend. And um, I can't speak more highly of either one of them. Uh, I've been doing Daisy's practicing her women's Qigong practice. I teach it uh, locally. And to me, that is the basis of, you know, keeping myself um, grounded and centered and vibrant. And it's, you know, empowering women so that they can nurture and take care of themselves. That's going to be, that's going to be such a wonderful retreat. And what can people expect from the retreat? Those that, that are interested in going, um, what, what, what can they expect to gain from, from going? Well, you know, one of the things I really love about both of them is that they have a really uh, an innate way to just help. Empower, you know, we, I keep on talking about empowering women because I really do that. I think that's, that is the core of what they both do, is to help empower women. About, so women can learn. You know, they will be empowered to heal themselves, and they will be led. It will be a very gentle and a fun-filled way to lead them back to remembering their innate you know, self-healing ability. What I love about Daisy and Terry is that it's so, they're so approachable. Their methods are so approachable, and it's such a basic way that they teach that people don't even know what they're getting sometimes. It's so much fun, and it's so profound, but it's, it seems so easy the way that they, they, um, they present things. So it's, you know, they're, very, they're both, you know, we, there will be a lot of laughter. They'll be singing. Because we, that's another way for women to, you know, open up their, their voice and to practice that yeah. in a way that there's no pressure. You know, we can just release in that way. Um, but we will go deeply with, you know, with their help. Well, there'll be some meditations. We'll be practicing Qigong t- techniques. So people will leave with a, um, a toolbox, you know, with tools and with ways that they can bring back into their life. Um, because if we, you know, it's that same idea of being in an airplane, you know, putting the oxygen mask on. So as we take care of ourselves and we can take care of our community, and when we know how to become centered and balanced and to be in that state that Daisy calls a place of vertical alignment, it's a, it's a place of, you know, really where you're in, a, you know, neutral compassion so that you can be present for the people in your life or for your community so um, we can help them. So it's about helping yourself first and then helping others. I, you know, I, I bring things back to basic things because it makes sense to me. You know, so when I go into vertical alignment, so we're connecting to the earth and to the heavens, you know, the yin and the yang of the, of the energies of the earth and our planet and the universe. I kind of, re, you know, like when we were doing some construction, you know, you have to put those metal rebars, those steel rebars in for wet right. cement you know, because it's all mushy and stuff. Yeah. And you need that reinforcement throughout the foundation. Otherwise, it's going to crumble. So we become that rebar in a way in our community when we are holding that vertical alignment for, 
for our, ourselves and then, you know, for our family and for our community. So that's a, you know, so well, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun, you know. It Nobody sounds takes, like it's, it's going to be a tremendous weekend. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's serious, but it, we don't take it – how does that – you know what I'm saying? It's like it's not going to be so somber no, and it's it. not going to be, you know, a lot of work. It'll be work, but it's going to be so much fun. Okay. So I think it's um, going to be oh, rejuvenated. Sounds, and, and now you're going to be singing as well? Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> will you be giving the Will you be giving the the attendants a little private concert at the end of the event or something? You can oh, do no, some no, Broadway no. I'm show like, tunes. I'm not a, or, I'm not a I know, no, no, no. I know that. I'm just just I'm you're just playing with you. It's going to be such a fantastic family. event. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's going to be so you wonderful. And as we said before, there's not. You never know. It could happen. Um, there's not know. many spaces left. And it, those of you that no. listened, you probably know why there's not very many spaces left. This is going to be a phenomenal event. Uh, tell the people how they can sign up or get tickets. Well, they can reach out to me um, through email. My, it's my name, Jerry Hemmerlein, Qigong, Q-I-G-O-N-G, at gmail.com. And um, you can, you know, reach out to me. I'll have some things posted on Facebook. You know, we've posted some things on Twitter. Um, you can go to Daisy's mm-hmm. website. You know, there's information on her website, Radiant Lotus Qigong. Uh, you can look for Daisy Lee um, for her name. And because she has these wonderful DVDs. So if people are living in other places that they can't come to Maryland for this weekend retreat, mm-hmm. um, she's going to be hosting them other places. But she has a beautiful line of Qigong DVDs that are so, they're such, easy to follow and you can really understand and oh, cool. um, learn from them. So that's something they can do in the meantime. So, you know, I'll be posting more well, stuff on great. Facebook and Twitter so people can find that if they look for, for me and for my name and um, yeah, reach out to me because I'm organizing it. So I'm keeping the head count. And, and, right. And those of you who don't know how to do any of what Jerry just said, because there's some oh. of you out there that don't know how to do any of that. And I, it's okay. Just if you, those of you that can get a hold of me, everybody knows how to get a hold of me. And I can get you uh, to Jerry or to Daisy or to one of the lovely ladies. So if any of you have any issues, just come to me, and I can certainly be a liaison to these lovely ladies for this beautiful event that everybody is going to want to be a part of, but not everybody's going to be, be able to be a part of. Don't wait to be one of those people to show up on the day of and then be disappointed when they have to say bye-bye, we're sold out. Because that's what happens. People wait too long. Don't wait. Reach out to Jerry and have a wonderful weekend with her and Daisy and all the, all the, the wonderful women that are going to be there supporting each other. Because I think, that's, I think women should support other women. I think that that's, something's happened in the last um, several decades where there's been so much competition. Women have forgot to stand, not all mm-hmm. women, but some women have forgot to stand up for other women. So I think this is a wonderful thing to, for you to be a part of and to usher in the weekend it's with such so many wonderful people that are going to be there, and it's just going to be so much fun. And those of you that are not familiar with flower essences, Jerry has helped me a number of times with fear of flying when I've had other issues, and, and these are so helpful. And you can go on her website, apothecaryjerry.com. Uh, for more information and go back into our archives right here on Conversations with Christopher because we've done shows completely 
all about flower essences with Jerry before, so let's review those and then reach out to her on her website because she will make you some wonderful spiritual floral potions that I'm telling you are the best ever, and she'll mail them right out to you, and, and it's just a beautiful thing. So reach out to Jerry and let her know that you heard her right here on Conversations with Christopher. It's been five years. It's not going to be five years till we do this again. I, I promise you that. I, I was just, like I, like I was saying before we went live, I have no idea why it's been five years. I have answers, and when I don't have answers, we have a problem. Okay. So it's not going to be that long again. I know that you're busy. You're going to stay busy and yeah. and work on the book where you've got to have to do a book at some point, you know, for all of your followers and fans <laughs> and supporters all over the world to read your instructions and guidance in written form. So that's something to do in your free time, in your free time, of course. It's always a pleasure okay. having you on and supporting you, you and promoting you and your work. You know how much I care about you and and I love know. your work and, and everything that you do to support all of us as one common brother and one common sister. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. I, and I know that you're going to keep on doing this until your last breath of life because you're so damn good mm-hmm. at it. <laughs> well, likewise, I feel the same about you. I can't, I can't, I couldn't believe it was five years either. It didn't feel that long. I don't know how that happened either. It just, no, like, it, you know, and then to the seat. The synchronicities of the whole thing of, you know, seven years ago to this very day, we did a show seven years ago on this very day with that troublemaker. What is her name again? Oh, Sherry Dimitrovich oh, from yes, Sherry. <laughs> We don't talk about her. <laughs> no, no we not heal. We never mention HealingGateway.com, do we? Never. HealingGateway, never. No, never, <laughs> never, never. <laughs> her ears are ringing at the beginning of the car to her house. Any 10 seconds to go. I love you, Jerry. Thank you for being here. And come back any time. Walk any, any time. Thank you. Thanks for your support, Chris. Oh, as always, forever and always. Forever and always. And that's the <laughs> wonderful Apothecary Jerry. Her out online at apothecaryjerry.com. That's A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y-J-E-R-I.com. A special thanks to all of our friends at Greenpeace for listening today. And the Honey Bee Haven folks, I forgot to mention you all earlier, I got an email from Phil. So thank you all for supporting the show today and listening. And do check Jerry out and, and Daisy at their lovely event coming up this weekend in Maryland. For more information, reach out to me. I'll be happy to liaison uh, you to Jerry and back and forth, vice versa. This is Christopher Reburn wishing you lots of love and light. You can visit my website at reburn.org to book readings and view my prayer and healing circle, all that fun stuff. Until next time, take good care of each other. We promise to bring Jerry back maybe even later this year. It's not going to be five years. Those of you who have been wanting her to come back, so we've brought her back today for all of you to enjoy, and we promise to bring her back very, very soon again to enjoy some more of her wit and wisdom. But we've got to let her go to play with the bees now and work on her book and work on her retreat and all the things that make her her. Until then, take care of each other, and we love you. And please come back and listen to the show again sometime. Don't forget, I'm on iTunes. We've got over 400 shows on demand, including all the past shows with Jerry. So check those out. Let us know your feedback. Until next time, take care of each other. Treat yourself well. I love you so much. Thanks for listening. Until next time, bye for now, friends.